Happy Labor Day weekend to all of Evergreen Park. You're listening to the EP Podcast. And right now I want to give you a gift. If you are a fantasy football junkie like myself, you're going to want to listen to this show. Sure, the regular EP Podcast comes out in the next day or so, but I present you with the annual Broadcast Basement Fantasy Football Draft Show. The Broadcast Basement's the parent company of the EP Podcast. The Broadcast Basement's also a podcast that's been around for the last 10 years. Listen to worldwide. It's not fit for everybody and definitely not for children. But we talk fantasy football and we always do a draft show. And I figured, what the heck? Why not give that to the EP Podcast listeners? So I'm putting on the feet right now. If you're not into fantasy football, don't worry. The EP Podcast comes back in the next day or so. If you are, here's your treat for the weekend. Get ready for your draft right now with the 2018 Broadcast Basement Fantasy Football Draft Show. Heard right here on the EP Podcast. We're down here in the basement. We're down here with Chris and Nudie. It's the Broadcast Basement. Thanks for tuning in. If you listen to the fuck, start over. That was a great song, Bill. You'll listen to the broadcast basement. You'll listen to the broadcast basement. You'll listen to the broadcast basement. Why? Basement, a bar, many beers. The broadcast basement at broadcastbasement.com. Okay, so one of the things I'm going to do while we're talking fantasy football for the next half hour is that I'm going to sit here and do a mock draft with my personal rankings. So not only am I going to talk about the different positions, but I'm going to run a mock draft. I'm using FantasyPros.com to run the mock draft because they'll take all the different uh, experts, all the different average draft positions, the ADPs, all of that stuff into account, and they'll let me run a draft basically against their computer with all of that knowledge, the most up-to-date stuff. So it's kind of fun to do, you know? I mean, I, I, I they're not paying me for this, but this is what I like to, when I'm messing around and doing, like, you know, prep, and I, I want to try out whether or not my rankings make sense, I do myself a, a, a mock draft on Fantasy Pros because that way I'm getting all this information from all these other people and I can pick a scoring system. So we're going to actually run one while I'm talking about each and every position so you can hear how I'm doing in the draft. So at the end, hopefully you'll you'll hear what my team is and you'll be like, yeah, maybe everything that Chris just said over the last 30 minutes was worth something. All right, so I'm going to do 12 teams. Uh, I'm going to do it like it's a single season, not a dynasty. I'm doing a snake draft. We're going to do standard scoring. I'm not doing PPR. I'm doing standard scoring. Okay. I'm using all the different, every option I can for average draft position and all the experts that put all their stuff into fantasy pros. I'm doing one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a defensive special teams unit, and a kicker as the starters and five on the bench. So that's pretty standard. We're going, we're going straight up the middle. You might have all these other little intricacies, but I think in the end, players are players. Good football players are good football players. Bad football players are bad football players. So let's see what we got. Uh, I have to randomize my draft position. So let's see here. Da, 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 da. And I ended up with the ninth overall pick in a 12-team league, and I'm starting my mock draft right now. As it's loading up and getting ready to go, Let's talk about a position we haven't talked about during the fantasy football two-minute drill that that I, I want to talk about badly, and that is the tight end position. Okay, we're going to start off with them. When I rank tight ends, I don't try to rank, like, a ton of them. I mean, let's be honest. Unless you're in a two-tight end league, unless your scoring system is something crazy, first of all, you're not really going to use a tight end as a flex, unless you get really lucky. 
you're not really going to find a tight end flex league. It's, it's a real rare thing. You're basically using running back or wide receiver. The rules always allow normally for a tight end to be used in your flex position, but it's a rarity that you're going to end up doing it unless, like a, unless it's like a bye week. And you're not unless you have really deep benches, you're not going to carry more than one tight end. Okay, unless you unless you're reaching and then you're like, well, I'm going to reach for two right at the end of the draft and maybe one of them will work out. And then I'm just going to stream, you know, depending on the matchup, who I'm going to play week to week. And if that's your way of doing it, that's great. But I still don't think you need a lot of them. I rank 16 tight ends every year. Now, sometimes it's sometimes it's 14, sometimes it's 17, but somewhere around there this year, I have 16 tight ends that I ranked everybody below that. I decided they were too iffy. If, if, if I can't find a consensus on a guy, if I can't be sure of him, I'm not interested in him. And in a 12-team league, 16 is perfect. It's just in case something weird happens, so I have somebody at the bottom. But I'm expecting to get somebody in, like, my top eight. That's kind of, like, what my goal is. So, so here they are. Right now, this is how I'm ranking them. I got Gronk number one. Gronk has weird years. He's had injuries. But whenever that guy plays, he makes such a difference. He, he, he can take over for your fantasy team and win you a championship if he's healthy. He's the, he's the one guy in New England that you haven't heard any problems about in the offseason since they got into camp in the preseason. Earlier on, yeah, sure. Now he's there. And they're dropping wide receivers like flies around there. You know who's going to be a big target again this year? Gronk. Travis Kelsey's going to be really good. He's going to be close to Gronk. They're 1-1A, one 1-A one one and 1-B, but he's still number two. Then I got Ertz. Jimmy Graham, oh man, Aaron Rodgers is going to love Jimmy Graham. It's the, it's the rebirth of Jimmy Graham this year. Trey Burton of the Bears, I've got him sitting fifth. And number six, I got Greg Olson. Those are your top six. Those are your high end of a 12-person uh, draft, a 12-player draft. If you can get one of them, walk out with your head held high. Walk out with your head held high if you got Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz, Graham, Burton, or Olson. After that, it gets muddled. There's names like Delaney Walker, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Jordan Reed. That guy from Cleveland, I can't pronounce his, pronounce his last name, David Njoku. I, I don't know. I've never met him, and I don't watch Browns games, so I don't know how you pronounce his name. George Kittle out in San Francisco. And at the very low end, you got Jack Doyle in Indianapolis. He might do well. Luck's starting to pass. Luck loves him again. He could end up in the top 10. Tyler Eifert. Andy Dalton's throwing the ball all over the place in the preseason. Eifert could be a steal in the back end of tight ends getting picked. Cameron Brait, Eric Ebron. That's it. That's my list. If you didn't hear a name that you were thinking of and, he, and take him off your list. Because everybody else after that has too many questions and aren't part of the offense enough that they're going to make any kind of a difference. It, sure, there might be some surprising guy that ends up in the top 12 or top 15 that I didn't mention, but the chances of it are extremely low. So we started with tight ends, so we don't have to discuss them anymore for the rest of the show. Because it's a simple position, and it's easy to rank. Let's start my draft here. What do I What do I have here, okay? So I'm picking ninth. My first overall pick. Who went? Who went already? The experts took David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Antonio Brown, Lev Bell, Elvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley went seven in the simulation. DeAndre Hopkins goes eighth. So now, I've got to make a choice. I've got to decide what I want to do. And, and, and look who's sitting out there. Odell Beckham Jr. is sitting there. And right away, you're like, well, Chris, grab him. He's a superstar. Let me tell you something right now. Old school fantasy football is back. A number one running back is where it's at. I, I, I honest to goodness believe that this year. 
The whole idea of like, oh yeah, just grab a bunch of wide receivers, running backs are a dime a dozen. No, if you can get a dominant guy that's going to get nothing but carries and run like crazy, get him. And if you can get two guys like that, definitely get him. So just analyzing the draft at this point, because this is so important at the beginning of a draft. Okay, my one, two, three, four, five, and seventh guy on my list for running backs are gone. My wide receivers, my one and my two are gone. The number one, the number two wide receiver on my list are gone in Brown and Hopkins. So now I can take the number three guy who's an elite, or I can sit there and say to myself, if I really want a wide receiver, I guarantee you that there's somebody who's going to come back who I'm going to be just as happy with because I got five guys that are all, or I'm sorry, six guys in my top tier. So I could go with a guy in that tier, but I guarantee I can get somebody else in that tier. But I know I'm not getting somebody in the ultimate top tier of running backs the second time around. So I'm going to go with the guy I have highest on the list. Okay, it's not Fournette, but he's close. It's not Dalvin Cook, but he's close. It's Kareem Hunt. So I'm taking Kareem Hunt in this one. So my first round pick, from the from the from the nine position, which is which is amazing, I'm getting Kareem Hunt, and I'm and I'm happy to take him. I'm drafting him right now. It's going to just fast forward right now. We'll get right away to to step two here, and then we'll talk a little bit. So now Fournette goes, Beckham Jr. goes, Melvin Gordon goes to finish out the first round. Since we're snaking, now we start the second round. Christian McCaffrey goes. That's early. I like McCaffrey. That's a reach. There are guys ahead of him. There are names ahead of Christian McCaffrey that I like better. Okay, Devonta Freeman, Jordan Howard. How are people forgetting Jordan Howard in Chicago? You want to sit around and tell me that Mitch Trubisky is young, inexperienced, and didn't play enough in the preseason. But you're also going to tell me that Nagy is bringing the same system that basically made Kareem Hunt a star. And Jordan Howard was already good with an antiquated offense that John Fox was running. How is Howard going worse? He's going to go better. He's at least what he was last year. He's a top running back. he's better than McCaffrey. I I, I don't get it at all. Anyway, let's see. Let's see what I've got here. What's what's available to me looking at this draft. All right. I got, I got Freeman. I got Howard. They're both sitting there. Were any of those big wide receivers I was telling you that were still going to be around in my top six there? They're there. And now I have a choice to make because I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, okay, Beckham went, but I still got Keenan Allen available. I still got Michael Thomas, who's going to have a huge year. And those two guys are clear-cut, number one superstar. Put them in the bank, stick them in the lineup. Every single week, they're going to score you points wide receivers. So now it comes down to whether or not I want to have just a just a running back tandem that I know I love and trust and I'm going to just kill people with, or if I want to get that top guy. This is, these, these are the things that drive you nuts in the first round, and the first couple rounds move so fast. You have to kind of know what you're going to do before you do it. It's tough. But because I want to talk about running backs that are further on down the line that I really love, and I'm going to get a chance to take one of them in the third round, I'm going with the wide receiver. It's a toss-up for me right now between Keenan Allen and Michael Thomas. Both of them highly consistent players. If you look at stats last year, these guys had double-digit games more often and not a lot of stinkers. They are highly consistent players. Thomas is the guy that Breeze looked for in the postseason. He's the guy. 
I know he spreads it around, but he's the guy. Keenan Allen, a beast. A beast out in San Diego. And nobody's taking that title from him anytime soon. And now he's, got a, now he's even healthier this year. I'm going with the guy that's higher on the list. I love Michael Thomas. I'm going to regret this. I'm taking Keenan Allen. So those are my first two picks. My first two picks, I'm taking, I, I've got Kareem Hunt and Keenan Allen. That's what I've started off with. Let's talk a little bit about quarterbacks now, okay? We talked a little bit about it a couple of weeks ago in one of the two-minute drills. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. That's my first tier. And in no particular order, my second tier is Breeze, Newton, and Luck. In no particular order. All these guys have some consistency where they do well. Newton's consistency is not the same as like a, a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers. Okay, those guys have barely any stinker games, and they always have good games. The thing that makes me worried about Russell Wilson is that he doesn't have enough star power around him to make me feel like he's going to continue to go out and be, and be amazing because at some point he's going to slow down. He can't run all over the field and do everything without a star. That's what makes me nervous about him. If he had some legit star power around him. I mean, Baldwin's good, but give me something else out there as a wide receiver. Give me somebody in the backfield that makes me excited. Give me something that gets me pumped up about this team. And I, I'd be sitting there saying, I'm taking Russell Wilson real early in the quarterback thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm probably taking him after Rodgers as my number two best guy. But he slips the fourth on my list because there's not enough around him. So he's a talent. But after you look at those guys at the beginning, because you're, you know, Sometimes we sit back, we wait on quarterbacks. What's out there after that? If you believe Carson Wentz is going to be good and you can survive, and you could survive for just a little while while he's getting himself up to speed in the season, and you are like, you know what? I'm going to grab a quarterback that's got a good matchup for the first few weeks. Later on in the draft is my backup, and he might start week one or week two. Why shy away from Wentz? The only reason that people are afraid of Wentz is because he's coming off the injury. But they say he should be ready for opening opening week. So he might be a great pick. He could be a steal. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I hate quarterbacks and new systems on new teams. But you cannot deny the talent. And he's got something to prove and he's surrounded by weapons. Alex Smith goes to Kirk Cousins' team. Smith found a way to do well in Kansas City and now gets a new offense. He makes me a little nervous, but I think he's the biggest sleeper of the draft. If you could survive for a few weeks and you don't mind his character because it's fantasy football, Jameis Winston's going to be back starting in week four. And I'm going to tell you something right now. You, The reason he's so low on people's list is because they're taking what he's going to score this year and they're dividing it by 16 games. Take their point totals and divide it by 12. Okay, he's a top 10 quarterback. You, you have to consider that as a possibility. Let's go back to the draft. Let's see how we're doing here. It's round three. Who went? Uh, some of those some of those middle running backs that I that I liked are gone. Okay, somebody took Joe Mixon. I think that's a stretch. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to go over these guys that are middle running backs because I'm taking a running back in this round of pick three. I got Hunt Nail. I'm taking I'm taking my running back now. I think there's a group of running backs that are all pretty much in the same boat. That are just outside of the high-end number one running back group and the, and the first couple guys at the top of the number two running back group that are sure things. Like Devonta Freeman's probably a number two when you actually rank him. Or Christian McCaffrey's probably a number two after you rank him. They're like right on the border, low-end one, high-end two. But after that, you've got these guys. It's a big jumbled mess. 
And depending on who you're listening to or what you're reading, you're anywhere between Jarek McKinnon to Alex Collins to Joe Mixon to Derrick Henry to Lamar Miller to Royce Freeman in Denver, LaShawn McCoy. Which guy do you take? To me, I've made a note next to every one of those names. LaShawn McCoy. He's over 30. He's got a huge amount of carries and a huge amount of, of yardage on those legs. This is when guys fall off. I'm not falling for that. That's been an old adage in fantasy football forever. You hit 30, you start to fall off. LaShawn McCoy's falling off. I, and I, I don't want to be there when he hits rock bottom. I already had to experience that with Adrian Peterson when I had him on a, on a, on a, uh, on a dynasty team. I'm not, I'm not going near that. I'm not touching it. Joe Mixon is like the guy that everybody's like really high on. Oh, he's going to be a three-down back. Have you seen him in the preseason? And have you seen that as the preseason has progressed, he's gone from being the three-down back to now Giovanni Bernard's in there a lot? I think he's going to disappoint. He stutter steps getting to the line. He gets up there and he kind of like, I'm not sure where I want to go. It's, it'll kill you. Do you want that with this high of a pick? Not a chance. Somebody already took him. In this, in this simulation, he's gone. I hope that happens in my draft too. Pushes somebody else's better back to me. Derrick Henry, I love him. He's going to be great. He's going to be a number one in Tennessee. Deion Lewis is splitting time with him in the preseason. I don't want a timeshare guy. Okay, I don't want a timeshare guy. Lamar Miller, he's come in felt. He's lost weight. He's put on muscle. He's going to be the only running back that the Texans have, at least for the first six weeks, because Donta Foreman is on the pup list. So you're going to get the start of the season with him, and if he takes off, he's the guy. His coach is calling him a three-down back. He might be a little bit higher than what a lot of other lists are saying. He might be somebody for me to consider here. Royce Freeman out of Denver. I love this guy. I've seen the Denver preseason games. I've watched a few of them. He's the man. Devontae Booker is going to steal some carries. That's the only thing. Otherwise, he's a slam dunk. I'm taking him right now. You know who I'm taking at this point? Out of all these guys, you know the guy I'm taking? Alex Collins. And this is why. They've only let him run the ball three times for 33 yards. They have treated him with kid glove superstar. We intend to use this guy and ride him all year. He's being treated like Todd Gurley by the Baltimore Ravens. He's being treated like, like, he's, like he's Ezekiel Elliott. He's a, we're, not, we're not putting a lot of mileage on him because we need him, man. We need him. That tells you that team intends to just give him the rock and let him run. Volume, and he showed he could do it last year. He's that guy that I'm, just, I'm in love with. Breakout guy this year. Absolute breakout. He's, a, he's just a bargain. He's a steal for me at this point in the draft. Just you, like, I'm looking at my team in this thing. I'm super pumped. Kareem Hunt, Alex Collins, my two backfield guys, Keenan Allen. I mean, that's got to make you excited. Now I've got two running backs. Remember, it's a flex. It's a flex. I mean, I'm tempted to take a tight end, but uh, I'm just not there yet. I could be tempted right now to go after a big-time quarterback. I'm not there yet. I, I, I can go back and I can see what we have here at wide receiver. This is as good a time as any to talk wide receiver then. Okay, let's talk wide receiver real quick. Let's talk about the guys that are in the middle. The middling wide receivers, the wide receiver twos. Who do you really love? Who do I love? First of all, I think Tyreek Hill's more of a two than a one. He's highly consistent. He's going to be drafted way too early. He's a two. He's going to be drafted like a one, but he's a two. So I'm never going to get him because I have him rated too low. Father Time refuses to kill off Larry Fitzgerald. He is a consistent, consistent player. 
He is going to get targets. He is going to get catches. He is going to be part of the offense. He is going to get you points. He's a solid number two. He will finish in the top 24 wide receivers. Allen Robinson with the Bears. Have we forgotten who Allen Robinson is? Here's a guy who goes out and just gets touchdowns and gets yards. And he's the focal point of the offense. You watch. Mitch Trubisky is going to be throwing this boy balls all day long. Amari Cooper is a guy in the middle, and he killed me last year in fantasy. But I'm thinking about him as being a breakout candidate and getting back to a number one status. Why do I think that? Because everything you hear out of Raiders camp is, this is the guy they're going to focus on. But I've heard that before from coaches. I'm not falling for coach speak anymore. This guy's awesome. That same coach is telling me that Jordy Nelson's going to be great too. John Gruden loves everybody. We all know this. So I'm staying away from him. Josh Gordon's really interesting. You know, I have him rated in my top 24, but I know that the rest of the world sees him as a three. And it's too early for me to take him, but I'm telling you, if he's back here in round five in this thing, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Allen Robinson to start, okay? I'm going to add him to Keenan Allen and those two big running backs. I'm having a hell of a draft, in my opinion. That's what I'm ending up doing. I'm taking Allen Robinson. I think he's going to have a really big year. He's back from injury. He's got something to prove. He's in a high-flying offense. I know you don't think that with the Bears, but that's what this offense is going to be. He's a great number two pick. He's going to be consistent. Worst, worst case, he's still a top 24 guy. He might be bland, but I guarantee he's going to get consistent catches. I'm never going to have him give me a three. You know, I'm not going to have a three, four point week out of him. I just don't see that happening. So now we whip back around and here's the big moment of truth. This is the fork in the road. What do you do with the fifth overall pick? You can go quarterback, you can go tight end, or you can get, grab that flex. And it all depends on what's on the board. So I'm sure you're sitting there saying, oh, I don't know what's on your board, Chris. I don't know what you would take. Okay, I'll tell, I'll tell you the best guy, at least by the overall consensus rankings, that's on the board at every position. At wide receiver, the best guy, according to consensus rankings, that's still available is Demarius Thomas in Denver. The best guy at running back, according to consensus rankings, is Deion Lewis. That's what I have that's still sitting around out there for me to go get, according to these, these expert rankings that I'm looking at. And only three tight ends have been taken. Gronkowski, Kelsey, and Ertz. Now, I told you that I have six guys that I absolutely love that are on the high end. So I could take one of them right now and be like, I'll stream other positions. And that's what I'm going to do here. You want to have starters that are can't miss. And until you've run out of can't miss starters that you know are going to give you more than what everybody else, you have to take your can't miss starters while they're still on the board. Because when they dry up, then you start taking risks. Then you start going, well, this guy's got this system and I've read this about him and everything else like that. That's great. But I'm taking a can't miss right now. I'm taking Jimmy Graham. I'm grabbing him. He's consistent. He's got a great quarterback who loves to throw to tight ends. He's, he's going to be amazing this year. Jimmy Graham is the no, no doubt easiest pick that I'm going to make here. I pick him over Greg Olson because Jimmy Graham is going gonna, is gonna to kill. At some point, I'm going to have to take a defensive special team. The Jaguars are the only thing that you should reach for early. Like, I would take the Jaguars as early as, like, the eighth or ninth round in a draft. People always think that that's crazy when I say that. I always say, you know, I'll, I'll take a big defense early. And like, oh, you're wasting a pick. Am I really wasting a pick? Have you ever looked at your team at the end of the year and realized the amount of guys after the first seven or eight rounds that were drafted in the back half of your draft? How many of them are still on your team at the end of the year? And I'm all for streaming defenses if you don't get them. I, I love to go out and just pick the matchups and switch my defense every once in a while. But if you can get one that you can plug in all the time, that's literally going to win you games. 
It's going to be that game where, like, you're just getting killed and you're looking at the live stats and you're like, well, this one's over. And then your defense goes out, intercepts three passes, and scores two defensive touchdowns. You, If you have bad defense, they're worth at least two, three wins on the season. The Jaguars are that team. After that, it's pretty much like a tier of guys that are all really close. The Rams and the Vikings I would put there, and then I would blend going into the next tier like Eagles, Chargers, Ravens. Okay? That, and those are your top six that are sitting out there. After that, unless you're in love with somebody, why even stress about defense? Take a kicker before your defense at that point because you're going to be bouncing around. You know? I mean, the Broncos look like they might be good, and they got a great first week. They're not in that top six. They got a great first week. The Saints have a great first week. Okay? I have in my top 12 defenses, they got a great first week. Okay? If you can get one of those two teams, if you don't get the top six, those two teams at least start off your season well. So why not go with them because they got great matchups to start off the season. And then if they're doing well for you, keep them for a couple weeks and you drop them. Back to the draft. And we're running out of time. So we're going to hurry up and try to get this draft done as quickly as possible. I'm picking a quarterback here because I told you that there were six quarterbacks that were on my list that were absolutely insanely good. Actually, seven of them. Seven guys that I had that were in my top two tiers. Four in the top tier, three in the bottom tier. And in this draft, the experts have let Cam Newton drop all the way to the sixth round. Well, I'm taking him, okay? Taking Cam. This is a great lineup so far. Cam Newton's my quarterback. Kareem Hunt and Alex Collins are in my run, in my backfield. Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson are my wide receivers. Jimmy Graham's my tight end, okay? I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. I'm happy with that. Now I can sit back and I can play and have fun. I could, ju- I could just kind of like, I just mess around now and be like, okay, who's a guy that I really like? that I think could come out of nowhere, and now I can just start picking those guys. Like, who, who do I think is going to come out of nowhere? Who I think that is undervalued, that is sitting out there that I can go pick up, and I can, I, I'm going to stream wide receivers the rest of the way. I just want to find a good running back at this point, okay? Because somebody's going to get injured, and I'm going to want a good running back. So I got to go, okay, well, who's, who's a running back that I think could just come out of nowhere that's sitting towards the bottom? The experts have Peyton Barber, Chris Thompson, Marlon Mack, Duke Johnson. These are the guys that are up there. You know, you know who I want is I want Marlon Mack, and I'm going to tell you why. Marlon Mack at this point is a great pick, and he's a great pick because once he's healthy and he's going, he's going to be a focal point in that offense in Indianapolis, I think. Peyton Barber is a great sleeper because the coach in Tampa Bay hates the guy that they drafted. He just just despises him. Just like If you read between the lines, you can be like, he just doesn't like him. Like He's made comments about like he doesn't know how to catch and... You know, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with him. Like, he's just not a fan. <laughs> so, so Peyton Barber is going to be good by default for fantasy points. But I, I want to find that guy that could break out, that could force his way into my starting lineup. And, and when, you, when you're at this point in the draft, that guy's, uh, that guy's Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack's the guy that I'm taking. He's going to go. In the next round, the best available positions that are out there at, at, at quarterback in the eighth round of this draft is Phillip Rivers. Uh, you got guy, Peyton Barber still hung out. I could still go grab him. Emmanuel Sanders still hanging around at wide receiver, which is, you know, I mean, I think he's going to have a good year. I think that's kind of crazy. I might, I might grab him here. Okay. The experts have started to go through the tight ends. Now the kickers and the defenses are still there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what I said I would do in the eighth round. Oh God. Do I really want to do it this early? No, I don't. I'm going to regret it. I'm going to regret it if I don't do it. Oh, you know who I want? I'm going to grab me. Robbie Anderson at wide receiver. I'm just, I just I'm flipping through the list here. Here's a guy. Let's talk Robbie Anderson of the New York Jets. Here's a guy 
that he's got a chance to be really good. He 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 really does have a, a chance to break out this year. He had some really good consistency in terms of how he scored points. Like, I rated guys based upon how many great games they had and how few stinkers they had. And I only had, uh, let's see here, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 guys in all of wide receiverdom that I felt showed something that where they had a lot, they had more good games than bads and didn't have a ton of stinkers. And Robbie Anderson made that list. Here's a guy that's perfect. He's, he's a perfect addition to my team as a guy that I can play in the right situations and he's going to score me points. Another guy that's just like him is Nelson Algalore. I'm, I'm grabbing him as well in the next round. So I grabbed him in the ninth round. Now in the 10th round, I look for my Jacksonville Jaguars and guess what? The experts are so smart, they did what I would have done. They just got taken. So I'm not crazy saying grab them early because the expert computer simulation did the exact same thing. Grab them early. And I'm going to regret not doing it. You know, I didn't want to seem like a crazy person on my podcast, but I probably should have grabbed them early. I don't normally grab backup quarterbacks when I have a great quarterback, but let's talk backup quarterback. And who did I say that I thought was going to be a big breakout who's still around now in round 10 for me to go get? Alex Smith. And I can stick him on my bench and be like, all right, if Newton goes out and hurts himself, I've got Alex Smith. Now they have a, they have a buy in the same week. That's the only thing that's got me sitting there saying, you're crazy, Chris. You're absolutely insane. They have a buy in the same week. <laughs> but, but I got to tell you something. Who else am I going to take? Who, who else would I take here? I'm taking him. I'm taking him and I'll go find somebody. I'll go find somebody in week four. I'll pick somebody off off the scrap heap to be my backup quarterback. He's just too good. Alex Smith is going to have a huge year. I'm taking him. I'm only keeping, I only have three running backs in my team at this point. It's time to go out and grab a fourth. And I could go get Jordan Wilkins right now and say, I have whoever's going to come out of the Indianapolis backfield. Who's going to win that battle. But I, I, I don't really want to do that. I, I don't think I do. But you know, you know who's sitting there who I think is going to actually be fairly good this year. I mentioned him earlier, Giovanni Bernard. I'm going to double down on my Joe Mixon isn't going to be as good as you think he's going to be. And I'm taking Giovanni Bernard in the end of the 11th round as my fourth running back. Okay, there's three more rounds left to go. It's time for me to do the crazy thing that I always do. I never wait till the end of my kicker or my defense. That way I know I have a good one. Okay, because you know you're going to drop somebody when a bye week comes. So at this point, your draft's over. Whenever you are three picks from the end and you haven't taken a kicker and a defense, don't do that at the end. Take them now before everybody else that's doing that does it. The Minnesota Vikings are still on the board. They're one of my top three defenses. I'm taking them. I, I, I can't wait till you hear this team that I have because you're going to be like, how the heck did he draft this amazing team? Just using my list. Just using the advice that I've given you in between these picks. So I take Steven Goskowski and I go into the final round of the draft. Here are some names that are still around that I love at the end. Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay, he's available. Michael Gallup in Dallas, he's available in this draft. Anthony Miller, out of Chicago, future star wide receiver. He's going to be amazing. He's available in this draft. Oh, I'm taking this Gallup guy. I think Dallas loves him. I think he's going to be just a stud. I think to get him in the last pick of, the, of, of my draft, okay, in the last round is amazing. Here's what my team is. Cam Newton, a quarterback, backed up by Alex Smith. Kareem Hunt and Alex Collins starting at running back. I got Marlon Max 
who's probably going to slot into my flex along with Robbie Anderson and Nelson Aguilar and Giovanni Bernard and Michael Gallup. Those are all my flex guys that'll that'll sit in there. My other two wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson. I got Jimmy Graham at tight end. I got the Vikings defense and Steven Goskowski at kicker. I'm going to make noise in my fantasy football league with that draft. Hopefully, you glean something off of what I was talking about with different tiers and guys that I liked at certain positions in the draft that will help you this weekend. Good luck to you. I hope you kick ass. I hope you kick ass and you tell people, you know what? I was between this guy and another guy, and I remembered something on the Broadcast Basement podcast, and it helped me win this year. That's what I want. If that happens, hit me up at Broadcast Basement or at Chris Lanuti. Either one of them is fine with me. I'll give you I'll give you some advice. If you if you're stuck between a player or another one, I'll give you my best my my best effort to help you out. Okay, results aren't guaranteed, but I sit around and just pour over these these stats constantly. This is like my this is my hobby. So I I I absolutely love doing it. So if you have any questions, hit me up. And if something I told you works for you, I'd love to hear about it. Hit us on Twitter or on Facebook as well at the homepage for the broadcast basement. The regular broadcast basement show comes out. After Labor Day weekend, enjoy it and good luck at your draft. This has been your fantasy football preview, your 2018 fantasy football preview from the Broadcast Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at BroadcastBasement.com. Well, you made it through another show. You made it, don't you know? You tuned in once again this week, and I hope you tune in again because you're not only a listener, you're our friend. It's the broadcastbasement.com. And we'll see you next week. Hopefully.